Oh man, can you believe it's only been a week? (laughs) (laughs) And definitely not six months, two dead dogs and a pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm B. I'm Smage. Welcome to Cinemuck, where we talk about all things cinema and all things muck. Today, we're talking about Ty West 2014 mockumentary, The Sacrament. So yeah, you've never seen it, to be quite honest. It's not that scary. Okay. I'll get into it. Is it like a, it's supposed to be like religious? Mm. Religious paranormal? Not, no, no, no paranormal. Oh shit. Literally just a mockumentary about, well. What do we mean by mockumentary like? It's a documentary. Oh, like Drop Dead Gorgeous. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a mockumentary. Although the description of it says found footage, so I don't really know. But it says, found footage reveals the events surrounding an investigative team's visit to a remote commune led by a dangerous fanatic who maintains an iron grip on his followers. The beginning of the film lends us to the idea that it's a mockumentary because we're sitting down with this guy named Sam. Okay. He's a vice reporter. Welcome, Sam. Which... Like real vice? That's what... Yeah, like real vice. Oh, shit. That's why I was confused because I was just like, how did Ty West get like the rights to Vice? But it does help lend to that like the authenticity non, of yeah, it. Yeah, like the nonfiction aspect yeah. of it actually being a true documentary. Yeah. Like Although, in Blair like, Witch, how they use their actual first names. Yeah, yeah. But like that's really the only thing that leads lends to it potentially being a nonfiction documentary <laughs> because literally everything else reads how we are all actors being paid to make a movie. He's explaining that their fashion photographer, Patrick, got a letter from his sister, Caroline, who is like a recovering drug addict and she wrote to patrick basically being like hey i would love for you to come and visit me in my rehab commune thing it's a dangerous place to go yeah i don't as a recovering addict i think from what the letter said was just basically like this rehab facility but it was more like a like a commune like a commune okay kind thing he gets this number on the letter calls the number sister doesn't answer some fucking dude does and gives them directions on well gives him specifically directions on how to get to the commune don't like that but doesn't tell him where to go like where he's going and i'm just like bro like are you dead ass right now this is some white nonsense some white nonsense <laughs> The town is only accessible via private helicopter. Absolutely not. Thank you. No. You have now had at least minimum three strikes. Yeah. Are they surrounded by water like in a fucking moat or something? No, it's just like some farmland. But it's like in the middle of the jungle. Jungle. Yeah, jungle. See, okay. But when I give you some descriptions of what the environment is going to be, I hope it leads you to understanding why I'm like this movie could have done better it could have done better okay it could have had a little bit more authenticity a little bit more originality yeah and i'm wondering if because it was so young in ty west's career mm. if he was just using non-fiction inspiration to really visualize what he wanted to be like as an actual like low budget okay horror director so patrick ends up taking sam the vice reporter who okay introduced us to the movie Mm. and another team member to document the trip we don't get introduced to this team member just yet but i wrote on here that like sam is kind of like the smug dude initially he gives off the air of arrogance yeah and patrick i'm a base reporter yeah patrick just kind of seems like not for nothing and we will find out this is kind of true he kind of just seems like a nepo baby like he's just doing this because it's like i'm i'm following my creative passion and like we come to find out that like his parents are loaded they end up getting to where they're supposed to go the helicopter pilot during their drop off makes it a point to let them know that he'll be there tomorrow morning at eight Mm -hmm. and they only have an hour to get there before he'll leave it's giving old 
And I was just like, okay, so... See, I am not that, Shyamalan. I was going to say that last, like, between 7 to 8 a.m., all the shit's going to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They're not going to be able to get out. So after they're dropped off, Patrick and Sam, they get, well, and the camera guy mm. who's like actually filming everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, not so nicely greeted <laughs> by these two guys with well, guns. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be one dude. And now there's three dudes well, and one has a camera. Well, I'm also just like, okay, were you just, just going to meet that? Were you just going to meet Patrick with guns? Yeah, it's a little confusing. They, they are. They, okay. they were. Like, they just always have guns. So one of the guards ends up calling back to what they call the parish. To get permission for the other two dudes to come to the commune. Because obviously they were only expecting Patrick. And so now they're having to like actually properly accommodate for two more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus plus a all their guy. shit. Yeah. yeah. They get permission to at least come to the entrance of the commune. That's funny. And they're huddled into the back of a construction truck. They drive down a two kilometer road, which is about a mile. Down a single road. And it's the only road that leads to and from the parish love that so they got isolation like this is like the seventh red flag yeah you know what i mean yeah like it's not there's been so many red flags leading up to this point specifically that at this point i'd be like you know what i dumbassed my way this far yeah i think i'm gonna just walk home so they get to the entrance of the of the parish mm. and they're confronted by more guards love that and those guards are like a lot more hostile and they tell them that they have to stop filming so the camera cuts when we come back sam explains that the guards are saying that they one have to give a donation and that they need to release their passports to them no Mm-mm. so at this point patrick is like arguing with all of the guards but it's at this point when he's arguing with them and they don't even like talk about the donations thing or the passports thing. They're just like, They're just like well, that's kind of weird. What? But at this point, Caroline, she shows up. Oh, she's alive. Yeah, she's fine. Good. Yeah. Okay. Since that I surprised time, I've been like, me she's too. dead. That literally surprised me. Yeah. I'm happy you said that. Because I was just like, what if she shows up and she's like, oh my God, Patrick, I've missed you so much, brother. And he's like, who the fuck are you? It's like literally like a child. That would have been child. like a good twist. Yeah, that would have been. Um, But no, unfortunately, it was actually her. But Unfortunately. <laughs> She's introduced to to Sam and we end up finding out the camera guy's name is Jake. She explains to them because obviously they're questioning like why the fuck are their guns? But she explains it's a precautionary measure because they're like isolated and because of their location, they need to keep themselves safe. And I'm like, you're they and the only entrance that exit to your fucking commune is a two kilometer long road that you where can- you can only get to via helicopter. Yeah. Why the fuck do you need guns? I was about to say, like... The math is not mathing. No, it's not mathing. Like, if you are so concerned for your safety, what out there would you need machine guns for? So Caroline brings them into the commune, and over the loudspeaker, we hear some guy who she calls father. Ew. He comes over the speakerphone to explain that that the the commune should welcome their new guests. No, thank you. And she explains that she kind of just gives like a rundown of like the beginning of the commune and whatnot Mm -hmm. and how in the very beginning they didn't sleep for more than like three hours a night to build everything that they have now. Okay, so sleep deprivation. I love that. Like at how many, even if I didn't think it was a cult, as soon as I get there and you're asking me for a donation to take my passport away and my sister is telling me that she only slept for three hours a day. And probably looks malnourished. It's a cult. Yeah, isolated out the fucking wazoo. You're going to take all my shit. 
and nobody sleeps, it's three flags too many. But at this point, Caroline takes Jake and Sam to a cabin that she said that they had to move people out of in order to make it like a guest cabin for them. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you're making them feel bad. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. She is just like, you know, go introduce yourself to whoever you want. Hang out, whatever. Meet us at the main house, the pavilion, whatever the fuck. She leaves with Patrick to go hang out with him since she hasn't seen him in so long. Sam and Jake end up walking around the commune. They just really want to get like footage uh-huh. and some interviews with people. So we're just kind of like talking to different people in the commune. From what I could gather, a lot of these people were looking for like a better purpose. Like they didn't have much at home or from what we come to find out 90 percent of the residents are old they're elderly oh no they're like 60 plus years old oh shit or they're drug addicts okay there are children fun mix seven have been born on the commune oh shit but i think that there's like 30 or something like that that's a lot of kids so people came there with children with their families oh my god like with their whole ass families what in the ritual is going on at this point is when we learn that everybody who was at the commune sold everything they owned and donated quote unquote all of the money that they got from that to the church to to build the community that they have now it was at this point where it was all of this plus the fact that that motherfucker the dude was speaking over the loud the big megaphone thing Uh that i was like this is dead ass Jonestown. So at this point, I was like, Ty West, you have literally until the end of the film to redeem yourself. Because yeah, if this is really... just a mockumentary of Jonestown, of Jonestown, that's fucked up. I'm going to be fucking pissed off. Yeah. Because it's so unoriginal. Yeah. And even if you bring in a, a cool spin of like CGI and stuff like that. Right. This is a real story. Yeah, this really happened. Yeah. Real people really died. And you're putting a spin on it of like, from what I thought initially, was you're putting a spin on it of like, ooh, what is going on? And it's just like, if I, and literally this note is like maybe 20 minutes into the film mm. and I'm already calling it. I, I had an inkling before mm-hmm. when I saw the environment of where the cult was. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I heard him come over, come over the megaphone, I was like, is this Jonestown? Mm-hmm. And then when it got to that point mm-hmm. where it was like solidifying that this was a cult, mm-hmm. I was like, this is literally Jonestown. Is it Jonestown? I think so. Damn. I think it's a mockumentary about Jonestown. This is also when we find out that Sam is having a kid. Oh, his wife are expecting their first baby. Aww. They end up going back, Sam and Jake end up going back to their cabin. But mm. while they're at their cabin, they kind of are like slightly confronted by this young girl who end up no- coming to know is like her name is Savannah. She's probably like 11, 12 years old. She does not look well, in oh, my no. opinion. She looks like sleepy and malnourished, just like neglected. Yeah, like, yeah, that kind of checks. But her mom comes up. She's calling her Savannah. She says that um, she's mute, so she's not going to answer them. And Like by choice? Or she was like... Ugh. We're not told. She's just mute. Okay. Valid. <laughs> yeah, very fair. But they go to ask the mom some questions about like the parish and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she says that they're not allowed to talk about the parish and they're not allowed to talk to outsiders. Weren't they just told to be welcoming? I'm also confused. After this, well, they're both basically just like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but they're reunited with patrick in the pavilion and while there caroline gives them like a packet that's basically informational that tells she she lets them know like sam had been wanting to sit down with father for an interview because obviously like they're here right they'd like to get his side of the story right and so she gives them an informational packet it's really just like a, a letter i think that basically details that 
They'll be able to have an interview with him for 30 minutes before this big party starts. The party that the commune is putting together for their guest to just be like, hey, welcome to the commune. So he'll take their questions for about 30 minutes before the party starts. And that basically this place is supposed to be a utopia free from like all the istism and obias. <laughs> so this was the part that really got me fucked up. <laughs> they get to the pavilion and Sam and Jake... Well, I guess in Patrick too, are told that their interview is going to be conducted in front of the entire commune, like in the pavilion. I don't like that. No, it's very Ooh. like on the spot. I don't know. I don't like it. I but... mean, but also like because they're not going to be able to kind of get the truth out of this guy yeah like he can't he's not really gonna become flustered he has to look good in front of his entire community right. plus they're all there to like from their assumption and my assumption as well to encourage father like they look up to him but that's yeah. even like further cemented when he actually ends up coming into the pavilion fuck they're like erupting into applause and they're so happy to see him and it literally feels like god just entered the room it's so fucking weird ew it's weird father comes in he's he kind of just like looks like john goodman in oh brother where art thou he's got this kind of like bayou accent i think he's supposed to be from mississippi oh he's just like an old guy like he's he's just one uh, of them people he's an old southern man yeah did he go to like snake church when he was a kid i assume so he has very evangelical vibes. vibes yeah about him yeah and I'll, he like very much knows his bible yeah that's snake church all right but this is where it seems very pivotal where the attitude of the film changes mm-hmm it goes from being like creepy to super uncomfortable. Oh no. To like actually feeling in danger. Yeah. Okay, here's my thing though. I would have felt in danger the entire time. Girl, I would the have felt I in got... danger literally as soon as I got that fucking letter. I was literally about to say as soon as I got the letter from my sister and I call that number and she doesn't answer it, only some man does and gives me strange ass directions. No. And I still don't get to talk to my sister. No. Immediately uncomfortable. I'm blocking that number. My sister's dead to me. She can reach out anytime. Her ghost can find me via Ouija board. Yeah. Love you, bitch. Bye. Like, but during the interview, Sam, he's not asking like super hard hitting questions. Mm. He is just asking about like, why'd you build the commune? Like, what what's the purpose? Blah, blah, blah. The entire time, father is literally just talking in circles. Like, he's literally just saying the exact same fucking thing about how he just wanted community and peace. Okay. And like putting a spin on it of different things of talking about like different parts of American history, the violence in America, the istism obias that he didn't want. Okay. Like he's using those as an example, uh-huh. but literally just saying the same thing over and over and over again. Right. It's giving witch focused. <laughs> <laughs> I love that audio. I'm going to see if I can put it in. How would you say your mental focus is? Witch focused. <laughs> I think it's, I I haven't, look, I have trouble even mentioning, even saying to myself my own head the number of years. If I can find (laughs) it and put it in, I'll put that one in. (laughs) But dead ass, that's that's basically what what it's doing. Because like Sam will ask him a question and he'll be like, he won't really answer the question. Right. Especially if it's like a yes or a no. He's doing the politician answer. Exactly. Yeah. At one point, the father even, because he talked about like the aggressiveness and the violence of America and stuff like that, mm. father talks about how he has these pacifist ideologies and Sam's like, that's kind of fucking funny because why the guns. fuck do you have guns then? Yeah. If you're a pacifist, like, then why are you weaponized? And immediately 
instead of answering the question and just being like, oh, well, we wanted that for our protection. Right. Because even though I'm a pacifist, I'm also a realist and understanding that like there could be potentially threats. Yeah. People don't like our way of life. Could and have therefore... even pulled like a Martin Luther King thing where it's just like, yeah, I'm passive and I'm, you know, I'm not going to, it's that literally like do no harm but take no shit kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Could have totally pulled it off that way. It would have been like, okay, I'm, I'm a little sussy, but I'm going to let you slide this time. Because like there's like a, there's a perfect amount of like, susness yeah <laughs> i can't think of the word that you should have against people not wanting you to live a specific way especially yeah. if you come from a place that's super capitalist and shit he doesn't say any of that shit and said he talks about how he he turns it on sam to be like this is why i don't i don't like the media because instead of wanting to talk about how peaceful and beautiful our commune is you want to talk about the the violence of guns and whatnot and sam's like what the yeah i'd and, be like that's literally not what i said and then father he does slightly come off aggressive towards sam Ooh. and i'm not even gonna lie a little bit threatening Ooh. like i felt a little threatened i felt threatened through the screen because for samuel he questioned sam if sam would do anything for his wife and unborn child which sam only told one person <gasps> How did already fake ass bitches? Fake How did it bitches. already get back to him? Fake ass bitches. But, oh, by the way, father, um, Sam has a wife and child. Exactly. On the way. Yep. Yeah. Ew. But so he spends what it kind on tattletale culture. Y'all got going on here. Fake ass bitches. Fake ass bitches. But he's just like, when you want to do everything that you could to protect your family and stuff like that, that's just what I'm doing. And also, I can tell that you're not going to put a spin on on this story because you're not like you're not like other girls. Essentially, is what he does to him. So like, you're going to literally pick breath, me up of threatening him yeah. bringing in his wife and unborn child who he didn't he only told one person right in the commune yeah like five minutes ago you literally gonna turn from that into but you're not like other guys hot yeah, it's very manipulative i was gonna say it feels like a backhanded compliment but then like the interview is just like abruptly ended i'm like that's definitely not 30 minutes worth of questions but all right and they start to party and sam looks like euphoric and confused I think even he says it so like when they like end up talking about it eventually sam is just like the vibes were off i was gonna say on like face value it probably would look really fun you got a bunch of people doing a bunch of really like just kind of communal shit together yeah hell yeah but then you're just like okay but they all look depraved they just look dirty and way too skinny and really tired so they start to have a party it actually seems really nice there's no alcohol because they're like oh hell yeah Christian my kind of party. whatever close to midnight jake and sam kind of like leave the pavilion and the party to go hang out with the goats huh which is my favorite part of the commune the goats <laughs> and Same. they're approached by savannah that mute girl uh. from earlier okay and she hands them a piece of paper i love paper and they're just like okay cool thanks but she quickly runs away and on the piece of paper it says please help us i'm i'm crying and shitting and running away if at this point I was not convinced that this was a mockumentary about Jonestown, I am now convinced because when media people went out there the first time to Jonestown, this huh. exact fucking thing happened. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody from the commune slipped one of the journalists a piece of paper that said, please help us or something along the lines of that. And that's how the story got picked up. Ty West is fucked up. This is a little fucked up. I'll, I'll say my like actual thoughts until the end, even though I'm not doing a very good job of showing my bias. <laughs> But, you know, whatever, I'll get to the film. <laughs> but when Jake and Sam return to the bill of 
pavilion to find Savannah basically to just be like, why do you need help? The commune is singing a very ominous song and the vibes are like very fucking whack. Is it like Dahu Fore from The Grinch? No, it's just very like, like if Ave Maria was made for Halloween, like that's what it was. I'm sure it's an actual hymn and I don't know it, mm. but it's just very odd. There are guards there with guns, two of them. Why? In the pavilion. I don't know. Why? Because they, they don't, they seem to only be like out and about. They're not really like in the in the commune. Okay. So I'm kind of confused as to why they're there. They're also confused. So they end up running to the main house. They go inside the main house. This is where they find in the office area mm-hmm. a safe open oh. with everyone's passports. Yo, take that shit and run. Like a box of passports. Hot damn. It's at this point that Caroline ends up finding them, confronts okay. them. And they're just like, yo, where the fuck is Patrick? And she's like, let me show you where he is. And she goes to go to his room. And then she goes, actually, he's not here. Go, where is he? And I'm like, Caroline, you about to get fucking decked in the face, dude. But what she says is that she was actually telling two of her friends all this information about Patrick. And they were really excited to see him. And Sam points out, he's like, it's not very Christian of you to have a threesome. Like with Patrick and the two friends. Because that's that. That's what they're like. Oh, that was the notion? Yeah. I was going to say, it's giving um Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like trying to lure specific kind of men. There were so many points in this movie where I was like, Ty, if you go any other direction, dude, than the direction that I think that you're going. Yeah. I'd be so much happier. Yeah. But you just keep going in this one direction. (sighs) Yeah. Unfortunately. But she explains that basically the whole reason why Patrick was invited was because she quote unquote she wanted him to join the commune so that they could spend time together again so that also they could start having access to their parents money because patrick is still in good graces with them he can ask them for money and then they can continue to expand the commune oh so i take it that they've cut caroline off Mm, yeah oh well she was a drug addict she was was, yeah a recovering drug addict and then now she's all of a sudden in this fucking commune forget about it yeah i'm not no if you would have recovered sure yeah yeah i'll help you in any way that i can but you recovered and then chose to go to a cult she literally she i think in the beginning it's like she ran away from new york city and then like same they she joined a commune so the parents were like yeah no while she's explaining this because obviously she's saying way too much it's very clear that she is inebriated oh no there's no alcohol well not only is there no alcohol but why is a drug addict Oh, no. Looking why like she's is fucking a, high on drugs. I was going to say, why is an addict addicting? Thank you. That's so sad. Um, but father comes out of a different part of the house and confronts the men and Caroline. And basically, he's just like, Caroline, come inside. Spooky. Which also, their relationship together is fucking weird. Well, I would imagine he's probably having relations with all the yeah. women on the commune. Well, I don't know. Because it's literally just, she's obviously the main one. Okay. She's like youngest or like youngish. But he basically confronts them and, and like threatens them, Great. saying that they like shouldn't go snooping around or else they're going to like get fucked up. Great Christian men. I mean, he doesn't say that, people. but he says it in like the bless your heart kind of way. Uh, yeah. But they go to Sam and Jake. I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all just gave up on Patrick. I'm um, like, all right, well, fuck that guy. Fuck that. He's out. He's on his own. They <laughs> go back to their cabin to go pack up. Mm. And while they're there, Savannah like knocks on. She like ding dong ditches their door. What basically. the fuck? She like knocks on their door super loud and then runs away. No, thank you. And they go to follow her to where she ran off. And I, and my initial reaction was, this is clearly a trap. Yeah. But it wasn't. Oh, shit. So they're actually, where they, where she runs off to is like a whole group of people. And they're all begging them 
to please take them with them when they go to the helicopter the next day. That is heartbreaking. They're literally begging to be taken off the off of the commune. Savannah's mom says that like they abuse people, they're brainwashing people, and Savannah, the young girl, she Mm -hmm. actually saw some of the abuse that has happened. And to make her shut up, they beat her so bad that she refused to talk and that's why she's mute i was gonna say normally when if like she wasn't born mute or if like she doesn't have like some kind of defect on her tongue it's typically a response to trauma yeah so i was wondering what happened i was like was this something that happened before she got here no damn and it happened like days before because she still has these like horrific bruises on the back of her neck which again i'm just like I think it's said sometime later on in the in the film, the fact that Sam's character has been established as having a child yeah. and that his paternal instincts are kicking in. Yeah. He is overstepping his journalistic integrity boundaries and getting way too involved with Savannah because the mom is just like, please, if you don't even take anybody, please just take Savannah. They end up dispersing because two guards come and, and find the men and they're talking to Savannah. They're just like, you know, what's going on? And Sam and Jake are just like, oh, she was wandering and lost we're just trying to figure out where she lives because she's mute we don't know right and so then they end up taking savannah away and and sam and jake end up going back to their cabin jake is the one who is just like dude we literally all that we're allowed to do is like go back to new york make a report that's it we're not the red cross and you can tell that sam's just like this is so fucked up (laughs) so the next morning the men wake up And they find that there's like a large group of people in front of the pavilion shouting at one another. And some of them have suitcases and it becomes very clear that some of these people want to leave. Oh, but that's not going to happen. Oh, no. (laughs) So Caroline tells them that everything's fine and that the only reason why this is happening is because they're stressed out because there's outsiders. I don't I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, break it to you. I don't know. The cognitive dissonance (laughs) is dissonancing. It's dissonancing. (laughs) Um, But Sam ends up going up to Savannah and her mom and is just like, you know, I'll take Savannah with us. Well, he tells Jake, go run to the helicopter. Tell him, please don't leave. I'm going to try and get Savannah there. And I also ask him how many people can fit in the helicopter. And so Jake takes himself and his camera and he runs away. Okay, good. At this point, we also see that Patrick is still alive. Oh, shit. He had been filming before the two men got there okay because he was pretty sure that they wanted the footage so what happened while he was gone they don't get into it what the fuck <laughs> he was I just hope gone he had a good night maybe that's all he really did I, do i hope he had a good night yeah patrick Gross. is confronting caroline and is basically just like i don't understand like what's happening and caroline says that father warned her about this that bringing him in there would cause them to basically like hurt one another okay. and he would bring like evil from the outside then why did she reach out to him and then why did whoever he called tell him how to get there i think it's just the notion that like any outsider can do that and that's why they like frown upon outsiders but i'm also like but then how do you recruit people to come into your commune yeah how do you expect to grow your community and keep it alive well that's why like when it comes to this point in in a situation in a cult that's why you start popping out kids i see because now you can just indoctrinate them from childhood instead of trying to convince adults who have already lived a life cults are fascinating and they fucking suck I was going to say, it sounds like so much ridiculous amount of work. It's so much work just to be evil. Just to be a bitch. Yeah. Like just to be on the c***iest of c***y behavior. Yeah. But Jake goes to the airfield where the helicopter pilot tells him that he can't bring anybody else. The deal that he has is that whoever he brings in is who he brings out. Oh. Um, but it's at this point that the pilot gets shot. Oh. <gasps> 
in the arm. Oh no. And Jake flees into the jungle. That's when great. we go back to the commune, all hell's broken loose. Of course. A whole bunch of the guards are pointing guns at people. I love that. Sam gets grabbed by somebody with a machete, which oh. I'm just like, okay, are you a commune member? Yeah. Or who? are you one of the like how where'd the machete, where'd the come, machete from? come from? Why do more people not have machetes? Sam's grabbed by somebody with machete and okay. Patrick and his camera are thrown to the ground. Oh no. Father instructs Caroline to pick up the camera and film what's about to happen. This is when it's literally Jonestown. They're dumping poison into a Kool-Aid. Okay. I was going to say, like, we're going to make them drink the Kool-Aid. Is that what's going on? That's literally what's happening. Oof. Yep. So many directions you could have gone. So at so many different points, you could have gone paranormal. You could have gone more thriller. You could have done anything else. Could have just gone manic psycho. But instead, you you decided to choose. Literal Jonestown. Literal fucking Jonestown. Okay. Boo. Bad vibes. But so for people who don't know what Jonestown is, it, it was a commune. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this guy's name. His name is Jones or something like that. I think so, yeah. And he created a, he took everybody away, put them in some jungle somewhere in South America, I think. And after the- they got some really bad publicity from journalists where literally the American and whatever country's government were like, hey, we're literally going to come and take you down because you're not a good person. He made his commune members drink poisoned kool-aid hundreds of people died from including children including children um it was the it was the the largest mass suicide ever oh yeah okay so it says sorry it says here on wikipedia james warren jones was an american preacher political activist and mass murderer who led the people's temple a doomsday cult between 1955 and 1978 that's a long fucking time yeah 23 years Mm -hmm. fuck anyway and what he called a revolutionary am i allowed to say suicide we don't get paid so it doesn't matter okay revolutionary suicide quote unquote jones and the member of his inner circle orchestrated a mass murder suicide in his remote jungle commune at jonestown guiana 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 i'm gonna just go with on november 18th 1978 jones and the events that occurred at jonestown have had a defining influence on society's perception of cults but father calls everybody to the vault to the pavilion starts going on about this fucking speech about needing peace and all this stuff like that and it's just really sad because there's like people literally putting the syringes you get you put medicine in for babies Mm -hmm. putting that into babies mouths filled with the poison i'm like are you fucking kidding me are these people aware that there's poison in there yeah oh fuck they understand that they're literally about to die and he's telling them which is what happened in jonestown you're not going to suffer. It's not going to be painful. You're going to go quickly. You're going to go in peacefully and we're all going to be together in the afterlife. None of that happened. And people, I mean, we'll get back. We'll get to it. But like people convulse. They foam at the mouth. They vomit. Yeah. It's a painful, yeah. slow death. Yeah. Like screaming. And, and you stuff put babies like that. through that. Yeah. Bro. Anyways, we go back to the jungle. Jake ends up making it back to the pilot. I put the pilot's covered in a ridiculous amount of blood. Considering he got shot on the arm. Yeah, and also when Jake ends up getting him back up to be like, hey, start the helicopter, the pilot is freely moving the arm that got shot. That's hilarious. I'm like... (laughs) So you're fine. I don't know why, but it's just like that continuous or continuity. (laughs) Like the fact that it didn't happen, I was like, bro. Like, be for fucking real right now. Be for fucking real. (laughs) When we go back to the the commune, to the pavilion, Mm -hmm. people are clearly dying. I I put the poison is poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. Caroline takes the camera and she goes to the main house in that office area Mm -hmm. where Patrick is tied up Mm. and she tries to make him drink the poison, but he knocks it out of her hands. Hell yeah. And it's at this point that she sticks him with a syringe filled (gasps) with something. 
Oh, no. And he... This was a very sad moment, but honestly, if, if at this point I wasn't pissed off, I would have actually felt bad for Patrick. Mm -hmm. But because I was just like, why the fuck am I watching a Jonestown mockumentary? Right. Yeah, it kind of puts a like a red film over your eyes. The actor who plays Patrick did a very good job of, of like... Dying. Not so much dying, but he's like pleading with her, but at the same time talking about how he doesn't want to die. He's like hyperventilating. He's panicking. Oh. He's going back and forth between all these emotions of like what was in the liquid i miss you so much i miss mom and dad i don't yeah. want to be here i don't want to die and just yeah. like keeps going back and forth with that he ends up convulsing and he does die oh. but back outside people are still dying Damn. and it kind of seems like all that's left at this point was caroline who's still filming okay. father and the head nurse of the commune right. who was the one who was like making sure that everybody actually got the poison love that as well as some of the guards too mm. which this is something again that was had that happened in jonestown is that the guards would go around and people who didn't want to take the kool-aid or who didn't die from the kool-aid they shot oh my god mm -hmm. but so jake he went back into the commune to find okay. sam and patrick mm. to get them out mm -hmm. he starts hearing gunshots and i'm pretty sure he's getting shot at Fun. So he's running around and he's actually showing in the different cabins, like all these people who have died. Because mm. like people didn't just stay in the pavilion with their cool. They went back to their cabins with the witch. Right. Like if I, I'd rather be in my bed. Right. Yeah. Like with my family. Yeah. And so he ends up going into this one cabin to get away from the gunfire and he hides underneath the bed. And it happens to be the, the cabin that Savannah and her mom are in. Savannah's mom is just like, I don't want her to die. I don't want them to take her stuff like that. They're not going to take my kid. She slices Savannah's throat open with a knife. Oh my God. Not where I thought that was going. Thank you. Okay. I was like, she's okay. already mute, bitch. Yeah. You didn't need to do that. Also stab her in the head. That's yeah. much quicker. Right through the temple. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Slight pull, just push it in and twist. Like, what the fuck? Real simple. Anyway, so the guard comes in, shoots Savannah's mom. Oof. Well, he actually lets off two shots. So I think one was for Savannah, one was, was for Savannah's mom. Makes sense. He clearly doesn't see Jake because Jake's underneath the bed. Jake comes out of the bed. He ends up like showing the dead mom and the kid. And I'm like, oh my God. Love that. And he goes towards the pavilion and he sees that some of the guards who were left had shot themselves. Good. So like even they committed suicide. Okay. He Ew. sees Caroline walking to the main house and when he confronts her, she argues that this is where she was like, this was supposed to be her home. This is where she was supposed to be. And then she sets herself on fire. Okay. Like Ewan McGregor in the Da Vinci Code kind of sets herself on fire? Yeah. Oh, like douses herself in gasoline and takes a, takes a lighter to herself. Hot damn. Yeah. Well. So he runs away from that. Mm -hmm. Right. Same. <laughs> and he goes into like the main area where the father like lives and he finds Sam is tied up and bloody. So I guess he did get like assaulted with the machete in some way. They okay. don't know where. Somewhere. Somewhere. Mm. Doesn't seem to be too fucked up. And the father is going on about some fucking bullshit about how they brought violence into his home. And He's literally the only one committing violence. Thank you. And yeah. like made all these people die. Yeah. He's like, you guys have some responsibility in this. I'm like, what the fuck? No, they don't. What they the just showed up. They showed up. Didn't even publish anything. No. They just got there. They literally just got there yesterday. Haven't even left. You could have taken all of their recording equipment, gave them back their passports and sent them on their way. And all they would have had was verbal, just, a, just talking. And like, sure, he's vice. But... What is any of that worth if there's no proof? There's like no visualization of what's going on. Yeah. No, nobody and if you shit. go back with like even a modicum of the horror that you see, who's going to send anyone back out there knowing that they're armed? They might go to like politicians and stuff like that. But even that you need to get enough people to be like, hey, this is a problem. Yeah. And the only thing that the, the government would probably be upset about is tax evasion. <laughs> 
I was going to say, if he's paying like, his taxes and even and then some to the local government, he's fine. But this is one way else to find out that he's a cocaine addict. I mean, if checks... I've completely lost the plot of what the fuck this commune was supposed to be. Yeah. I, it sounded like it was supposed to be like a euphoric utopia of community. And it kind of seems like everyone's on drugs or getting sexually assaulted or, or just assaulted, deprived. assaulted yeah. and sleep deprived and malnourished and throw a little bit of Jesus in there. Oh, and then this is also at the point where it's just like, if I, if at this point you don't think it's Jonestown, um, father shoots himself in the head. It's extremely graphic too. Oh God. Yeah. Like lively graphic. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Ugh. It's really bad. Okay. So here's, here's my thing. <laughs> I think Ty West was able to, in some way, get away with this because of the fact that I don't think a lot of people outright know about Jonestown in the age demographic that would be watching this yeah 2014 yeah that would have been us sophomore year of college i didn't know jonestown yeah like sophomore junior year of college it wasn't until i got to like my mid-20s when i started getting into like true, true crime. crime so sam and jake end up running out of the out of the house which at this point i was just like why the fuck was sam tied up then what was the point like if you were just gonna kill yourself we're you just gonna wait for one of the guards to come in and shoot sam yeah, so Sam and Jake run out of the main house and they hear gunshots. One of the guards is going around and shooting random people. Hot He's damn. just making sure that they're dead. Why? Um, What's the point at this point? Girl, I don't fucking know. I'd be like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm done. I'm going to go walk into the middle of the woods but like a penguin into the Arctic. He ends- <laughs> But he's about to shoot them two. One and one of the other guards actually shoots that guard oh fuck because earlier on in the movie this particular guard who ends up saving the day Mm. we could see that he had some doubts about the validity of why this stuff was happening about why these things were being panicking why people couldn't leave was he a child no he was like in his 30s oh but like old enough to know better yeah (laughs) so that guard tells them he's gonna burn down the place and they're just like we don't give a fuck bye (laughs) I literally just want to go home. So they run to the helicopter. They get in. They leave. They made it. Hell yeah. They've survived. Good for them. And the final text screen talks about how this was one of the largest mass suicides in history. This was literally a Jonestown mockumentary. It says that? No. Oh, okay. I did. Oh, okay. Because it is. Yeah. And I'm pissed about it. No, I agree. You could have done so much more with this. So many other things. You had the material. You could have been, for lack of a better word, inspired inspired by the events that took place and could have you could have made it like i don't know like he was getting attacked by some kind of weird jung jungle fung fungus or something yeah and i don't know opened some spores of himself into a communal drink and then gave it to everyone like there's so many if you you could have gotten all the way up to the point and then did some something completely different with it yeah but instead you literally basically verbatimed it but added in two journalists who saw the entire thing and were able to leave it's fucked up it's fucked up it's fucked up um very icky very so mucky i gave it a yeah this mucky was a very mucky yeah but i gave this two out of five just for the fact that it's jonestown yeah it was... if it hadn't have been jones if you didn't know jonestown or if it oh. hadn't have been jonestown if this hadn't been basically like a shot for shot of jonestown or if i was somebody who had never heard of it I probably would have given this a four out of five because it is so disturbing. But because I know I know Jonestown and I know how disturbing that was. Just in real life. In real life. And yeah. the fact that it, this was not a fictional thing that happened. Yeah. 
I was like, yo, fuck this movie. It's definitely one of the like, I put on here, it's definitely one of the better shot mockumentaries I've seen, but it didn't feel as authentic acting wise. That's what I was saying earlier. It mm. felt very much like actors acting in a movie that just happened to be shot on hand, handheld in, cameras. In all fairness, we have quarantine and drop dead gorgeous to compare and i think both of those movies did excellent jobs with the actors if you can't match that no thank you no thank you how unfortunate it could have been better could have been better i think if you've never seen jonestown and you want to see kind of like maybe what that would have looked like firsthand yeah this is probably a good one but there's so many actually good informative respectful documentaries Mm -hmm. that are still very graphic and horrific if Mm -hmm. that's something that you enjoy watching i don't know why you would (laughs) but (laughs) not gonna yuck your yum i'm not gonna yuck your yum but yuck (laughs) (laughs) but there's so many out there that this one just seems so exploitative i'm actually genuinely disappointed yeah because so many people speak so highly about ty west Mm -hmm. as a director and as a creative director Mm -hmm. in the horror genre and to be told that like this was a very good watch for people who are trying to get into horror Mm -hmm. and i'm like and immediately being faced with jonestown that's not what i signed up for yeah well again that's why i'm saying like i'm wondering if the people who recommended that are people who don't know because i'm all for cult horror that shit's so much fun yeah not jonestown Boo. Uh, next week and definitely not six months from now <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually do phoenix tapes well no the cat's down here and murder's about to happen let's go okay okay bye bye <laughs> Last time we film at 8.30 at night. Honestly, dude, because it's on a weekday. <laughs> on a weekday? After a, after a week of not having filmed videos. A, or yeah, filmed, only filmed one week of not filming. Yeah, only one week filming. of not six months. Yeah. Valid. Also, my baby is kicking me so fucking hard in the guts right now. <laughs> Are you okay? It's just like sometimes she's just literally, it literally feels like she's kicking into my <laughs> I'm not going to put that in, but that's literally <laughs> what it feels like. I'm just saying, I, I always heard, isn't like the devil like a black Girl, I don't fucking billy know. goat or some shit like that? I don't know. I I'm don't just know. thinking back to, okay, is it called witch or vivitch? Because, it's a witch. Okay. It's a witch. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, I don't get paid to do this. I can say what I want. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> um, it doesn't make a lick of sense to it's me. Like you, it's giving loser vibes. It's, thank you. Oh my God. I've been using that word so much more lately. It's giving loser vibes. Like, like you are you're literally such a loser. You're such a loser that you have to seclude all of these people and probably assault many people in order yeah. to have children. For what? Ah, girl, I don't know. And especially towards the end of this film, I'm like, girl, this was a waste of my fucking time. <gasps> Again, totally not biased. No um, bias, no, no. Exactly, Beebs. Period. Period. Anyways. Who's just got the one, the one communal machete? <laughs> oh my god it's my turn to hold the machine yeah shit <laughs>